Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Kuei Kuchi. Today I'm here with, uh, it's a big big episode today. Big big episode for a big big man. The man with both big size and big personality, Sumi. Uh, the man's from India, he moved to Texas when he was 15 and grew up there, did his high school there. Before moving to California and becoming a liberal uh, leftist. And now he's currently at MIT with me. Um, he he's the man that helped me lift four plates on deadlifts, three plates on squats, and not two plates on bench, but getting injured just before that. Uh, my favorite memory of Sumi has been all the heartfelt conversations, uh, all the heartfelt conversations we've had um, when walking to places because that's his only form of transport. Sumi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming like on. I would just like to say that Sean injured himself. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember he told me to do like mobility and stuff, but I just never did it. But now I'm doing it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How are you, how are you, uh, quick congratulations to Sean as he just landed a very important job offer. <laughs> that was the worst scream ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, big congratulations to him. I know he's been working very hard this semester. Mm. And he managed to land a job offer at Uber. Yeah. Which will help supplement his eating addiction. Well. Uh, I'm not fat shaming him. I would just like to put that on the record. Uh, it's okay. Should I say it? Yeah, I um I woke up this morning. I got my offer from Uber for data science, and I'll be moving to California in like two months now. The best coast and oh. uh, a city with a lot of character and other things on the street. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of character, I'd say. Um, but yeah, Sumi, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a hot, long summer. Mm-hmm. It's also very, been a very fun one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's sad to see that we're almost at the end of the program. Yeah. But it is better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Very wise words. Very wise words. I wonder who said them. I'm not sure either. Uh, no. That's it the thing with quotes. You just kind of know them. You don't really have to <laughs> source them back no, to no, material. No, it was me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then joining us today, joining us here today also, we have a... Uh, an old favorite of the podcast, Ani is just here to listen and chime in when he wants to. Hello, hello. Big fan of Sumi's as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know I asked you like how you're doing, but how do you find the whole, y- whole year so far, Sumi? Yeah, so uh, I guess like, do you want me to give a l- little bit of a life story and then kind of transition? Yeah, into yeah. Let me, yeah. So I mentioned to everyone that you're from India, moved to Texas. Like, tell me all about that. Yeah, so you probably can't tell from the accent, but... Uh, I was going out of the U.S. quite a bit, and then I moved from India, where a lot of, you know, my mom's still there, to Austin, Texas, which is the uh, only liberal part of Texas for Uh the people that know, and uh, it was quite a transition, because I'm sure everyone in the program knows, Sean included, Mm -hmm. very talkative, boisterous person, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, definitely had first time in my life that I transitioned, you know, it was kind of difficult, you know, leaving a lot of what I knew behind. Uh, I did gain a lot of weight eating frozen pizza. This is not a joke. In Texas? Yes, in Texas. Okay. Uh, so everything is larger in Texas, including yeah. when you move there. Uh-huh. A lot of frozen <laughs> tombstone <laughs> pizza. But I eventually made a really good set of friends there. Shout out Joseph Kromotsky. I don't know nice. if you're ever going to listen to this, but mm-hmm. I still talk to you today. And then um, I always wanted to move to California. And my aunt actually got her job offer at UCLA nice. right before I graduated. And then I got into UC Berkeley. Okay. And so then I went there for four years, became the radical liberal leftist, as you call me. 
Um, and that was wonderful. And then actually moving to MIT, I've, uh, I guess a way Sean and I have bonded. It was really difficult for me at first because yep. I had a lot of stuff going on in my life, like uh -huh. personally not seeing my mother. Yeah. Ani being an international student also knows the difficulty we had with uh, COVID and whether we were going to be sent back home or being yep. sent, like we were able to stay in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, but all in all, I would say that thanks to, you know, Rafael, Sean and Ani, mm -hmm. I definitely had a much better go at it. And yep. Things started out a little rough, but I definitely would say it's a very special group of people. Mm -hmm. I realize how utterly stupid I am compared to everyone else. Uh, yeah, you're not bad. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> MIT is a difficult school, uh -huh. but it's been uh, it's been super interesting because I think the coolest part about this program, besides getting to eat a lot of good food from different cultures, is I think I understood that previously at like not Berkeley, but I always thought of MIT as a school, for lack of a better word, with a bunch of eccentric nerds. Right. And I wouldn't say that's completely false, but I think our class in particular definitely has a lot of flavor yeah. and a wide variety of things. Yeah. Like the third guest joining us today, Mr. Hari, is very big into go-karting, but unfortunately <laughs> did not make his driver's test on his first go. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder why, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's not talk about it. Uh, I think I drove a perf perfectly good drive. Uh -huh. um, I was dinged for not looking, checking my blind spots. I do not agree with the driving instructor, but it is what it is. I'll pass my next time. I will drive like a grandma, and I'll be okay. So Mr. Hari's defense, I, mean, I, I don't know how to drive, and I'm going to learn when I go to California, but right. I've definitely had friends that have driving licenses that I would say are not yeah. road fit. So, yeah. um, I, I never actually asked you a lot about this, but how was it like growing up in, in Austin? So Austin's a beautiful city. Okay. Uh, it's actually the most moved to city in the country. And it was the most moved to city in the country in 2016. Uh -huh. And um, it is a very liberal part of Texas, which if anyone has heard any stories about Texas, it could be its own country. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful place because you have a lot of live music, yeah. greenery. Um, mm. People really love... I'm allowed to talk about drugs. Yeah, yeah. Do oh, you want. perfect. Yeah, people really like marijuana there, which is not <laughs> true in the rest of Texas. <laughs> and in both the 2016 and 2020 election, the Democratic Party was actually winning. Uh -huh. But that's only because Austin votes early and the rest of the state hadn't. Okay. okay. Um, but it was, it was really cool. You know, like, um, I went to a Catholic high school. Okay. I'm not religious. It was very white, mm -hmm. which I'm sure had some long-term ramifications on my identity. Right. But I actually became really good friends with everyone there nice. um i can now s speed run a lot of catholic prayers Love even it. though i don't believe in them at all uh -huh. um and it was it was really cool because my high school even though it was very very catholic definitely had like just like mit a lot of differing like thoughts and people mm -hmm. and so it was very interesting as an experience like you know growing up going from india to like a white high school in america right uh, it's definitely something I would say that's pretty unique. Yeah. And Austin itself is like pretty unique. Cause was it tough to like fit in? in oh the yeah, yeah. At first, I still remember day one. Yeah. I had, and you can ask anyone here. I dress like a bum because I think dressing like a bum is the most comfortable thing ever. He, he dresses like a bum, but his calves and his like thighs are so big that they pop through the. My my thighs are large. My calves are not large. This is a <laughs> false statement. Uh, his shoulders are boulders, uh, and his chest. <laughs> Or pecs. You, you could have done chest is better than the rest if you were, uh, were continuing the rhyme. Yeah. But uh, anyway. 
But yeah, I mean, shout out to my friend Mosmo. This he will probably listen to it for improving my fashion sense. Uh-huh. But that aside, like, I, I mean, everyone here probably has not seen me in a collar shirt. Maybe once, I think. My uh, first day of school, actually, yeah. because I thought you actually had to follow dress code. Because in India, we have uniforms. But here, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you like to do what we want. But it was a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to school in a collar t-shirt tucked in okay. to a pair of, like, khaki <laughs> shorts with a belt and socks that were almost <laughs> up to the top of my knee. And my aunt, I remember to this day, was like, you look like a Catholic school girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so um yeah it was honestly like again as despite as talkative and extroverted as i guess i was less right. so now it was really difficult transitioning because um obviously like culturally i think people overstate the gap because i think a lot of the world is what many would call westernized like we all watch the same movies and stuff mm-hmm. but you know you had these group of kids who've all known each other since mostly like since they're in the fifth sixth grade yeah so it was definitely a little hard but i think i put myself out there and my love for basketball also definitely helped me nice. texans love their sports yeah. so uh that definitely helped and at the time when you were in austin you were still like a skinny i was actually really fat okay oh, really? again not to be fat phobic i was definitely out of shape um i um I was just kind of pointless saying <laughs> saying the non-fat phobic after calling myself fat. Okay. No, so I was, um, my mother used to stuff my face full in India. Uh-huh. Uh, like no matter how much I exercised. And so when I moved here and I, like I said, the, the frozen food in America is much, much, much unhealthier. Yep. And my aunt and uncle kind of like, they don't have kids of their own. So it was very independent. Like, yep. you know, they're like, figure life out yourself. And, um. I was actually the same weight. I'm actually I was actually ten pounds heavier when I, like six months through high school than I am now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for so the would- for the American audiences, I was 176 pounds. I'm 166 now, and okay. um, I was and for the I guess the metric system, I was 80 kilos back then. Okay. Um. Oh, and 80 not, kilos of fat. I mean, not pure fat, okay, but, but like <laughs> uh, I didn't lift and stuff back okay. then. Yeah. Then I actually got really skinny and went down to about like 57 kilos. Mm-hmm. because i just wow. didn't know what i didn't know what calories or anything okay. was so i just ate chicken and salad and played a lot of basketball wow there's definitely been a lot of weight fluctuations to say the least oh so you arrived in austin a little chubby little chubby became a little more chubby yeah and then got then really three. skinny right before college and then lifted. and then started eating so funny story was even when i was uh chubbier yeah i couldn't finish a six inch subway sandwich in india which is probably not even six inches right and uh, Sean can attest to my eating when I'm yes. when I actually try now. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> then. Okay. Slow <laughs> <laughs> information. Yeah. So, um, went through Austin, and so once you started playing basketball, you started like, I guess. Yeah, because like, I'm sure I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of American varsity, like even though we went to a Catholic school, so it's not a huge public school. Yeah. I was like insanely impressed at the condition of some of these like. The yeah. football players and stuff like yeah because these guys have been lifting and like exercising since they're like right. 13 right and so you basically have people with like grown man bodies uh-huh. like that you're competing against so if you don't put on like you cannot play right and i was way worse at basketball when i was younger primarily yeah. because these kids were jumping higher when you landed in austin were you like oh yeah i love the u.s or were you like i i've been to the u.s a lot Okay. I think it was because I knew long term. My mom, my aunt wanted me to come here for a while. It just took some convincing. Yeah. Obviously, my mother didn't want to like let go, yeah. but I thought it was. 
a good life experience mm-hmm. and um nice my mom thought i needed a change of scenery yeah and so uh i was definitely enamored a funny story was when i first came to the u.s when i was old enough to remember it not when i was a baby yeah the first meal i had was panda express okay and that changed my goddamn life for the for the best or for the worst oh for the best okay. i like it is not chinese food but it is absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> and i don't I, i'm an enemy against anyone who does not like panda express okay but it's definitely it's definitely crazy because like there's small things like you can get carton milk in india yeah but we boil the milk because the milkman leaves packets okay. you still get newspapers and stuff yeah whereas the u.s you run to a store and you get a gallon jug yeah, yeah which yeah. like the funny thing is i remember these small things being the first things that like yeah. settled in my head to now having spent like well over a third of my life here mm. it's uh it's kind of crazy you know these small things that you don't realize like yeah oh this is something i don't have growing up in india and ani can attest to this you have a lot of house help because we're thankfully like very privileged yeah we're seriously oh crap i don't fold my clothes like which like definitely gives you a sort of independence and i think it's also my mom never let me cook back in india and i love cooking now so Mm -hmm. we'll touch on that in a bit yeah yeah um but then so then austin was good then you moved to california berkeley to do your undergrad was that possibly the defining years of sumi's life so far oh 100 percent. i mean if the funny part is like i mean the the radical liberal thing is a joke but um Man, Berkeley, Berkeley's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't know, but in the 70s, apparently, it's where the communist revolution started in America. Okay. And, like, I still remember when my, mo- my mom's been to Berkeley exactly once, thank God. Because, okay. like, the place has a lot of spunk and flavor. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of homeless people on drugs, and there are a lot of non-homeless people on drugs. Yep. <laughs> and so, I still remember when my mom visited the first time. There's a guy on, it's called Telegraph in Berkeley, that okay. screams, hell yeah. Oh, it's Telegraph Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean's been to Berkeley. There's literally a guy that sits next to the CVS and goes, or Walgreens, sorry, and goes, hell yeah. And it, it, he would do it like every hour. Okay. And I was like, please let this guy not be there. Because my, my mom is like petrified to let me do anything. Yeah. I was definitely formative. The people I ended up living with freshman year. Yeah. I lived for the next four years of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was super nice. nice. And I still remember like the first day I went to the dorms, I was like so nervous and scared. Mm. And then like, Three days later, we were stealing milk from, like, we threw throwing, like, a bunch of crap at each other. My friend, bro- like, threw a pomegranate at the wall. Okay. RRA, shout out Pius Parab, um, was a hooligan. Right. I love him to death, but, like, I think I've tucked him into bed, like, one too many times. <laughs> so, freshman year was crazy and definitely made me, like, uh, you know, definitely, like, created friends for life. What's this pomegranate thing? So, I have a friend named Josh Yurtsever. I love him. He's very funky. And our, our RRA was kind of, like, you know, high. Yeah, and we were all on the same floor. Yeah, and he just I'm talking to him, and our friend Josh goes, "Pious catch!" and flings a pomegranate at him. Okay. If you ever eaten a pomegranate, the stains are impossible to get out. Right. And Pius's reflexes were probably like, okay. I don't know, slower than a slot's. Uh. The pomegranate just shattered, like splashes everywhere on the floor. Like, okay. and we're just like, "Why did you throw a pomegranate?" Uh, okay. <laughs> I remember we used, to, we used to do that in India as well. Like, pomegranates are the ultimate, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. you know, like somebody, you just, like, squeeze pomegranates. <laughs> yeah, because the, sta- the stains don't... Pomegranate stains are, like, worse than blood stains. They don't, they don't come out. <laughs> and so it was, it was really funny. But, no, Berkeley was crazy. And um, I guess besides shaping political ideologies, the uh-huh. school's kind of crazy in it, and of itself. Yeah. I saw pictures of you when you first started Berkeley at the, and at the end of it. Have you seen these pictures, Annie? No, I haven't. They, they are just stark get crazy like sumi starts off 
starts out Berkeley as a thin, tall Indian kid with long hair and like a quirky, like a bit awkward smile. And at the end of it, he's like 30 pounds heavier with like muscle and like good looking and like. <laughs> yeah, so fucked up. I mean, honestly, um, I think this is true of like a lot of people. Yeah. I just like short haircuts because they're better and keep you comfortable. Yeah. I think the biggest thing was like, I still dress like a bum, but I will say this. And again, shout out Mosmo. Yeah. I think there's definitely value in trying to take a little bit of time to prep the way you look. Because it's definitely, I think, yeah. like a, it makes you feel like, you know, you put in time and effort yeah. and have fun. Yeah. Like we all had a very fun night mm-hmm. the other night at a rooftop bar. And Sean and Ani dressed uh, impeccably. Sean always wears very bright shirts. Yes, yes. And skinny ass jeans. Yeah, <laughs> Sean's, Sean's skinny jeans are definitely a topic of debate in the program. Yeah. I don't have any other kinds of jeans. Well, I know that's a lie. I have one pair of jeans that are blue, but I don't know how to wear them yet. Denim. It's okay. I think you look good in the skinny jeans. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, you said differently before, but it's okay. Um, okay, for before hearing about Berkeley from you and Raphael, I didn't really know what it was about. Do you mind giving a one-minute explanation on what Berkeley is. Sure. There's a lot of drugs. Okay. A lot of smart people. Okay. You guys laugh, but it's really true. We literally are Ani knows this. The four twenty the four twenty at our campus is yeah. at the place called the Glade and there's a literal smoke cloud. Uh-huh. Like it looks like something you're a lot of drugs. Extremely smart people. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about Berkeley, like that one of my physics professors actually told me yeah. same as Dr. Robert Bergeno is very famous. He actually has an office in MIT. He said, Berkeley is one of the few places where you can do top grade research and you can actually go to school with former incarcerated people. So I think the beauty is you have an extremely intelligent institution, just like Georgia Tech too, but the beauty of public schools where you see people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was eye opening because I went to a very private Catholic school with a lot of privileged kids. It's eye opening. I think it's very spunky. You have a lot of great sports, our basketball and football teams. Uh Uh-huh are very very good you like theater um it was just really cool to me because you know just like mit you know everyone here is very talented and capable mm-hmm. but then you realize that doesn't just define who you are right you're not like a nerd or a geek yeah. like you know you you can be eclectic and have interests and that was what was like crazy to me it's just the mm-hmm. color and flavor on the campus right. it's just kind of insane and then obviously california being california yeah well what does that mean so I think as much as it's a joke, the West Coast versus the East Coast is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the biggest thing I've personally enjoyed about California is I feel like, obviously, I, this might be a spanning statement, but I feel like people are very kind of relaxed, eccentric, and like their authentic selves. Yep. Where, you know, you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter if you're in a suit or a tie-dye. And yep. Sean knows my love for tie-dye. Yeah, only tie-dye. I'm actually wearing tie-dye shorts right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about them later but um i don't know i just i definitely think it's your authentic self i think the weather is pretty nice yeah and sean's been there and i say the food is absolutely excellent food is good food is good in california um yeah i i spoke about california recently one of i think with david and my impressions of it which now that i'm moving there like i'm mean, gonna have to like yeah i'm, I'm not, I'm not like saying I, I i mean the people definitely, i do like it i do like the it. people definitely make the place right yeah but if you're with good people in ice versus good people and i know on a beach i think the beach is gonna win every time yeah um what's your what are your favorite memories from berkeley oh yeah i mean 
so one off the top of my head, like my housemates and I got a dog. Yeah. And that housemate Andrew Backlund is now getting married. Congratulations, Andrew! I saw your wedding invite. Sumi yeah, showed it to me. Very, very cute. Look like a very happy couple. I wish you all the best. Um, so that's crazy. Was bringing up a dog together, but I mean, like, you guys know how much. Sumi um, loves dogs. Yeah, like. Sumi loves loves dogs. Ani Ani has problems with me stopping on the street. <laughs> it's because Sumi's oblivious to the surroundings. Like he has no idea of what's happening around it. But the yeah. moment the dog pops up, yeah, like all his attention is focused. He can spot a dog from like miles away. We can't spot like the restaurant right in front of him. <laughs> so that was definitely fulfilling, and it was crazy because yeah. I've always wanted to like help bring up one, and I took care of a husky um, mm. with someone very close to me the following summer too. Mm. So that was uh, one very big one. Um, another, I would say, like really formative incident for me was I actually started powerlifting in college. Ah. Uh, uh, which Did is you? now my like prime, which is one of my biggest hobbies right now. Yeah, uh, it's because I was like, damn, I'm getting a ton of knee problems for basketball and lifting, so I need to be more focused and disciplined. Okay, and you guys know like that's definitely turned a big hobby. Mm. And number three, funnily enough, about my top moment at Berkeley was, I actually was too afraid to code until like my junior year. Ah, my um, my sophomore year summer, I took a coding like the data structures class in Java. Yeah, got absolutely bodied. Because yep. I was doing research too, and I mean, these classes are insane because you have high school kids taking them that have been coding their entire life. Yeah. And so I initially wanted to be a doctor. Haha, <laughs> Indian dude wants to be doctor. Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> um, not like my new career is very novel. And then I always really liked healthcare. I loved the show House MD. Okay. And, yeah. um, and I was like, damn, but I don't like memorizing stuff is so boring. Mm -hmm. But then, like, the ML stuff at Berkeley was much more math-based. Yeah. Like, I don't really know if I can code, but I can do math. Yeah. And it was crazy because, like, I still remember, like, one of the people I'm going to live with, Kunal, he was just like, dude, just do it. Yeah. I was crazy because, like, I noticed that almost everyone that came in with me as freshmen, yeah. like, a lot of people didn't want to do CS and stuff. It could say sold out or something, but it's so crazy how, like, I think in today's world, it's almost a necessity. Mm -hmm. You know, necessity yeah. to know how to code and stuff. Sure. And, yeah. uh I led to a pretty fruitful capstone experience and projects, nice. but I've definitely enjoyed my time. Nice. Um, definitely more on the applied side. I wouldn't say like software-based, but it's right. been, those are probably my three biggest like formative experiences. Damn. Quite a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it was a fun four years. Huh. Then, um, I know you mentioned this briefly, but was it difficult to then move to, to MIT and all that? Yeah, it was it was really hard because I think the biggest difference to me was that I was undergoing like a lot of like I just broken up with my girlfriend three and a half years. No bad blood. Uh -huh. um, you know, I was leaving someone that I spent a lot of time with very close behind and right. a lot of positive memories with. I seen I, I still have I still haven't seen my mom in almost three years. Yeah, I'm sure as everyone knows, like COVID put a huge damper on everyone's like mental health. Mm hmm. And I think I wasn't letting it affect me right. or I thought it wasn't letting it affect me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, after living with people for four years to not have a proper goodbye, I know it sounds really privileged, but I'm going to be selfish for a second. Mm -hmm. It's like not having a proper goodbye and everyone just leaving at random points. And you're like, damn, like no graduation, nothing. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, you know, like. Yeah. Um, it's tough not having closure and yeah, yeah it's very d I actually heard a quote from someone that I think is very clue is that okay. closure is something we create to give us comfort and I actually think I actually Damn. I actually I didn't mean to get super deep on this podcast but I think it's true because yeah. 
I think it's okay to acknowledge that something sucks. Yeah. And it sucks losing it. And uh, but you guys have definitely made the experience better. Mm-hmm. And like I'm of glad course. I'm glad that I oh of course. They <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I like tried to come out more of my like more out of my shell and like I guess it's it's kind of nuts. Also, anyone who's done this program knows what the first semester is like. Yeah. Which is like the equivalent of living hell. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, there was a point I wanted to bring up about. I think something you said about closure. Oh yeah, closure. You're don't you have a graduation that you might be going to for Berkeley? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, I'm actually because a lot of my housemates aren't going. My old housemates and my friends. Yeah. And so I actually decided that I'm not going to go because okay. um, it's not with the speaker. It's not on the it, the main reason is a lot of the people that I've had my college experience with are not going. Okay. And I would rather we all free up a weekend before my friend's wedding and hang mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, but a graduation that we do have that we yeah. just went suit shopping for, um. courtesy of Mr. Hari sitting here, is our MIT graduation. Yes. And we are going to look fitted if they don't <laughs> fuck the suits up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy that graduation's in two weeks to be honest um, I, I think yeah. Sean's gonna win best capstone prize because I don't know I, Steph I hope you're not listening to this um, but you know we just um, we try our best as we felt like I'm just I'm happy to to have done the project like, I yeah Pfizer Fi- I you know uh, Pfizer you ever heard of that company uh, didn't they like did they like make like a needle or something <laughs> no, I'm just kidding <laughs> Superior uh, vaccine only. It is a superior vaccine. I'm telling you right now. Don't get the Moderna stuff. Don't get that. Um, Johnson the other one? Johnson. J&J. Yeah. Johnson. Tisk, Johnson. Tisk. Um, no, but yeah. Get your vaccines or something. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, guys. Take your... Please, please get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, so, so going back to closure, like one thing that Sumi does very well is keep in touch with many of his friends, right? Yes. He has friends from India, from Berkeley, and he spends like, I think he has a screen time of 10 hours a day. Yeah. But it all goes towards like keeping in touch with friends. Um, and it's something that I'm envious about, like the, the fact that you keep in touch with all your friends and you have time for yeah. everybody. So why do you feel that was necessary? I mean, so Ani and I have actually had, and I've talked to Sean about this too, where when I went to Cal, when I ran away to California to escape the winter, I actually called, you know, Ani, Sean, and Rafal quite a bit. Yes. And I think it's like, I will definitely say it's not super easy, right? It's very draining at the end of the day. But I think there's also, Ani and I have talked about this a lot, where just know that people understand that you're busy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're never going to be free. And uh, any friend who holds that against you is probably not a very good one. But that being said, like, Think about it this way, right? Like, let's say we're all doing remote work or, you know, like you can take two hours out of a week or hour and a half and do like a game night or something. Yeah. Let's say we're doing remote work and people hop on a work call. That's something I used to do with my housemates a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, uh, to Ani's point, I think it's worth it because the funny part is I don't actually talk to a very large variety of people. I mean, large for a lot of people because I would say I'd have like 15 people in a close circle. Yeah. But the beauty is like these people, just like as you guys were there for me during some very trying times, these people have been there for you and are like, I'd say like instrumental to who you are today. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like there are some relationships that are definitely worth upkeeping. And the biggest thing, I think, is to not take the conversations too seriously. It could literally be as simple as like, hey, how's your day going? Or and like catch up and kind of let it flow, because I think that way there's no like pressure if you can't answer or like pressure if you can't, you know, and I think it's, um, 
it's definitely not easy, but I would say it's definitely a worthwhile invest investment. And then you also get cool, pe cool people's uh, places to stay at when you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's something that's actually been very unique to Sumi. Because I remember first, like meeting you in, in like after one month, and suddenly like starting to get calls from this guy called like Sumiran, and I was like, huh, like, it's like it's, mm, like every day. Wow. Mm. <laughs> but then like, and then like just enjoying the calls anyway and then kind of like kind of being like very unique i've never have met someone that that does that to be honest i i uh i also ani might know this but in india texting is more expensive than calling someone okay because you're charged per text if you're on a prepaid plan so that's mm. another thing mm. also i guess the biggest thing is like it's okay if someone doesn't answer doesn't yeah. mean they hate you yeah probably means they're not looking at their phone i um yeah because i've been meaning to call like friends from back home and all that but just like never doing it and then never doing it and then six months pass by and, and it feels like, awkward right yeah. and it feels like damn i've never talked to them but that's the thing if you call someone mm. like my best friend in india i think i talk to him once every like three months yeah oh but there are times where i talk to him like three times a week yeah, yeah. and doesn't feel different either way yeah i think that's the part to gun for is like there yeah. are periods of high stress low stress yeah. Yeah. you just have to understand that it's nothing personal on either end when I was, um, yeah, like when Annie was saying, like when you were away for like a month or two months in Berkeley, I got like enough calls from you throughout the holiday that I still felt like you were in Boston, which was weird. Like, I was like, huh. Like, hey, deep, like deep learning workshop classes. <laughs> he's saying he doesn't miss you, bro. Oh, no, no, true. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Annie, what are some other things that sumi does that makes him very unique um and i think i think sumi is also very good in awkward situations like he's able to yeah. get over the awkwardness very quickly yeah. and it, it's just it's com coming back to the same conversation right for him to pick up the phone and call somebody so easy and that's something yeah. i struggle with like yeah i'm always so hesitant i'm like what if the person doesn't pick up? What if they don't want to talk to me? But yeah. he doesn't have those inhibitions, right? He's yeah. very like free. He's a free spirit. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I would definitely say those inhibitions still exist because I think uh, in all relationships, platonic, romantic, yeah. like yeah. familial and stuff too. Yeah, it's always a stupid power dynamic. True. But it's like I've never gone like, oh, you know, like Sean's crazy busy, he hates me. He's probably in a meeting. Or maybe he doesn't want to talk because he's not in the greatest of moods, you know? Like, yeah. if you're really someone's friend, you should be, like, acceptable and okay to that. Yeah. Because it's it's really not that big a deal, right? Yeah. Like, and um, what I found is, like, sometimes people are very afraid to take that first step. Yeah. Because it is, it is awkward as hell. Yeah. And you haven't talked to someone in, like, months and you're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And one thing, I think, Ani, one thing that helped me overcome that was when I used to go to India. Mm. It's fucking like subset of friends that I'm not the closest to. Mm -hmm. You're like, bro, it's been so long. Did you forget about me? And I was like, uh, hold the fuck up. You have the access to the same fucking technology I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are equally capable of picking up the phone and hitting ring. Yeah. So like, that's just the biggest thing is like, I would be like, sounds like generic as hell, but like, yeah. I guarantee you the other person also misses you. It's just that like circumstances in life, like probably have led to them not calling you as much. For everyone listening right now, call your friends. Yeah, um, call your friends. <laughs> call your call your parents. Tell them you love them. Mm -hmm. um, um, should we talk about weightlifting? I don't. What is that? 
Okay, okay. Let me let me let me briefly describe the 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 background around sumi and powerlifting, because when people say they go to the gym, they say that yeah, they go to the gym two to three times a week, and they lift a couple biceps, bicep curls. They do a couple chest, deadlifts, you know, do the, some the chest, Hollywood body. Yeah, do some bench and then go home, and that's like the routine, right? When I say that sumi does weightlifting, I say that he lifts like two hundred kilos, two hundred fifty kilos. Deadlift? Deadlift, yeah. So they were 500 pounds. No, no, like 240. No, 235. 235 kilos of weight as well as, um, what is that in plates? Like four, five plates? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot of weight. Uh, And and he's the kind of guy that like takes it a bit more seriously. Like it's not just like going to the gym. You have to do stretching. You have to warm up. You have to be there for two hours. You have to like take things seriously. You know what I mean? Like you have a, like not to pin use a caricature, but like knee compressions and like no 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 it's it's totally fine like, yeah like yeah so from that why do you weight lift my first question yeah or yeah I lift in general yeah and two like what's what's like a beginner piece of advice sure first thing my deadlift form's trash I'm trying to fix it but somehow it's still my best lift but um. <laughs> I think the most underrated aspect, which actually it might not be that underrated, but I think what people don't realize is like mental health is like a very like nuanced, like large thing. And I'm not saying exercise cures it. Yeah. If exercise cures poor mental health, you should always seek out a therapist if that's what works for you or yes. whatever is best. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, you know how there's a joke when you start lifting and you're like, oh, I'm lifting for like the other heteronormative gender for me to look good. Like guys go in and they're like, oh, yes damn, I want to look good in, like, a t-shirt. Yes, but then all for the girls. Yeah, but then, all, for the guys. but then all that happens is you end up getting complimented. By, yes, by, by, yeah. But the, the joke is, like, the biggest thing is, like, I think it keeps my mental health in check. Okay. Like, a lot. And as any exercise, it's not just yeah. lifting. Like, you know how much I love basketball. You know, Sean loves playing um, soccer. Ani yeah. loves golfing, go-karting, yeah. as well as lifting. As well as... <laughs> wait, I mean, it does bring you joy. And the biggest thing is, like, it's an excellent way to decompress... Mm. on the day-to-day you know you know I, I don't know what music sean listens to i know ani's kind of in the middle but like i like loud music in my ears google hard style uh hard style by tevez hard style <laughs> was the music that sumi listens to not gyms. always many but, gyms, many gyms. um i think it's just a huge advantage to my mental health and it's kind of like i'm not a very disciplined person at all uh-huh. I, I like fuck you not I have started folding my blanket each morning in the same, and I, it's the stupidest thing I've ever, I thought I ever heard. It's like, fold your blanket in the morning, it makes you feel better, and it genuinely does. So it's kind of the yeah. same way where it's like, I think it teaches you, and to the topic of advice to beginners, just mm. be consistent. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't need to weigh your food, you don't need to do like a variety of things, but mm. you would rather go four days a week for the rest of your life yeah. than six days. And like, figure out what your goals are, right? And don't, the stupidest thing I've heard is like, a lot of times people will be like, you have genetic limitations. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. I'm not going to end up in the NBA tomorrow. Right. But, like, I think the coolest thing is that, like, you can set standards for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can beat them and you work towards them. And it's kind of like striving for progress. And uh, I'd actually like to loop Ani in here because he started, like, lifting and, like, I guess exercising a lot more recently. And what do you, what would you think from, like, because it's for more recent in your memory. For me, like, I can't imagine not going to the gym anymore. But for someone who like sp- fair, picked it up fairly seriously not a very long time ago, 
and now unfortunately being slightly injured what would you say the biggest difference is from when you started no i think it's a for me gymming was a way to get away from reality like the reality of things every day like <laughs> like college is so stressful <laughs> as it is it was just fun to go and lift with friends i like for me it's not like i have no like underlying goals like obviously i want to get fitter and stuff but it's just fun going to the gym um and yeah i i completely understand when you say when you say like it is possibly a way to keep your mental health in check um i completely agree so mm. yeah so and yeah that that's just be my advice to beginners too is like also do your research the internet you don't need a coach or trainer have a friend that helps you out but mm-hmm. like the internet has literally everything you need to know a lot of bullshit too but yeah. it's it's okay yeah i i remember um as I, i remember having a coach in my first year that was like helpful the sense that i didn't have to research anything like you just go in and be like there there are good coaches and bad coaches just yeah. like anything right just like they're good professors bad professors yeah but i think it's like would you rather give someone a fish or teach them how to fish for life <laughs> damn i'm hitting it with all the motivational quotes today right, so i'm not i'm not one for being process oriented so the first day i went to the gym uh i said sumi please coach me and he's like the first day i met sumi he said come with me i'll i'll teach you how to power lift so i went to the gym and the first thing sumi says before i start a deadlift is ani what's the angle between the bar and your shins and i was like uh bro i have no idea and shaun was like bro just pick the weight up <laughs> so <laughs> i would i will attest that i'm a good intermediate coach and i'm horrible with beginners <laughs> yeah uh, now you're a good coach you good coach i remember um like i said in the start like it was crazy the progress i made when i hopped on your schedule but i was stuck for a long time and then somebody was like i'll program you i just you. i just like you know when he was sleeping at night i'd sneak into his room and shove some needles <laughs> into it so it was but like it was i still remember like the amount of change that happened the moment i followed a a program kind of crazy right what science can do kind of crazy <laughs> like i went from like yeah you, i mean you hit all your goals in like 2 months basically yeah <laughs> like i i went from like squatting 80 kilos to squatting 140 yeah in like 2 months yeah which is just like which on the flip side like i mean he had like a lot of inbuilt strength there was yeah. more that he needed to learn how to Sean's favorite word like hinge i mean you don't hinge yeah. on a you hinge <laughs> a little on a squat but yeah for those who want to improve their deadlifts hinge. google hinge uh works a lot works very well i don't know why um but yeah uh <laughs> um before we move on i would give you 5 minutes to talk about your favorite anime in case someone wants to reach out to talk oh, about yeah. your favorite anime um i love anime <laughs> i would not say i'm a weeb because i think uh i don't think japan's the best place to live i think there's a lot of problems uh-huh. <laughs> but um i'm just mostly joking Uh, <laughs> you just got the backlash now. I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't I have many listeners on I this podcast. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say backlash. I think there's definitely a romanticized version. Yeah. And I feel bad for like native Japanese people too because I feel like the entire world's like oh yeah. like oh you guys like love anime and stuff it's like they're people too man. Yeah. But I do love um do love anime. I'd say a great beginner one is Death Note. My housemates actually watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh Naruto's the same shonen jump bullshit. Right. But if you like sports, uh and Mr. Rafael can attest to this, you should watch Haikyuu. It's fantastic and the music's phenomenal. I love Sumi. I love Rafael. But when we played volleyball with them one day, they started screaming things from Haikyuu. 
<laughs> to, to, to increase the power in their volleyball strikes. <laughs> it's crazy surreal because it's, it's the most realistic. Because the joke is that... Also, I would just like to say this for anyone that's afraid of the backlash. Um, it used to be more like, I don't know, like Shonda. Oh, you watch anime? But apparently now it's so popular that I'm getting pissed off because the entire internet just ruins multiple series yeah, yeah. for me. But the biggest thing is if anyone is ever making fun of you for watching anime yeah. and they watch reality TV or like yeah. literally any any Hollywood-based television removing like Breaking Bad or Narcos. Yeah. Shit. Like Grey's Anatomy has to be the single single-handedly the most like deplorable plot I've ever seen in a <laughs> show. And that show has a lot of people watching it. That's true. Yeah, I guess I can't make fun of you if I watch like Too Hot to Handle and stuff. Uh, too Too Hot to Handle is for the uh, cultural elite. Yeah. Let me break that up recently because we watched Too Hot to Handle with a whole group of our classmates once and it's the most polarizing show I've I think, ever had people I watch. think what's super funny is Sean has gotten like un- unrequited flack for it <laughs> because everyone thinks he like genuinely like is invested in the show and I'm like there's a there's certain like allure to reality TV Yeah. because you look at the screen and you're like thank god this is not me. Yeah. I personally think The Bachelor is, like, lit, too, by the way. Super oh. interesting. Did you watch the Matt James one, the most recent I, I don't know. I don't know any of the names. I just, okay. I'm just i in it for the, the just, like, the scandal. Yeah. It's definitely not a continuous series, but... I, I watched The Bachelor recently, the most latest, the latest one, with the first, like, African-American guy. It was good <laughs> until, like, the fifth episode when there were only four girls... They just had to like kiss for like an hour, and I was like, uh. and he did this thing throughout this whole show where he just kissed girls with his eyes open, and it became like a huge Jesus. meme because like yeah, everyone was like, why doesn't he just close his eyes? Like, <laughs> Google Matt James eyes open kiss. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but okay, moving on from the Bachelor. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've watched many many shows this year. I know, like, um... Oh, also, Sean's favorite movie is Octopus Teacher. Oh, yeah, if you guys have the chance. My sister recommended it to me, actually. It's a man that reconnects himself with nature. He did not describe it uh, this way yeah, the first honestly, time. I and we, <laughs> And we all thought it was uh, something else. <laughs> I thought it was definitely something else before. Um, but it won an Oscar, so... Yeah, Oscar for Best Documentary is on Netflix. Anyone can watch it. Um... Yeah, you just like I started watching it from the first minute, and then I was just gripped for the whole time. Knives uh, Out is a great movie too. We were talking Knives about that. Out. Yes, fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um yeah. There are a lot of things that have happened this year, actually. Um, also, before anything else, I started watching Peaky Blinders. From oh, Arnie's my best friend in India actually absolutely loves. My mom loves that show too. Yeah. Yeah, it's very too British for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm still catching on to it. I'm still catching on to it. Um, it's Annie's favorite show Which is why I bring it up uh, But If anyone Has watched that Please Please reach out to Peaky me Peaky Blinders uh, Sponsor the podcast <laughs> With uh, his Sub hey, Sub hundred listeners You know actually Before The My platform That I used To record podcasts um, Like they reached out to me Saying like Do you want to get sponsored Really Yeah That's crazy Yeah Which is like which I did the math and how much money I actually make. I make like two dollars an episode. I mean, so like, all I'm saying is it's better than zero dollars an episode. Yeah, but then I'll have to like do segments in the show, like, like the YouTube sh- YouTuber segments. I have to do that in the show. You better sell out now rather than later. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, 
What were your favorite moments from this year, Sumi? Oh, I have I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, me and Sumi have been to Maine together. Been to Puerto Rico together. Oh, those are two main trips. Yeah, two main trips, and then obviously like fucked on a weekends together. Yeah, many weekends together. Uh, many moments in Boston, like going to the Italian North End. Oh, you stole one of my answers. Yeah, going <laughs> suit shopping, going. Um, we spent a lot. We've done. We've eaten a lot of food together. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ani's Ani's not a huge fan dumplings, but <laughs> I guess I'll start. Okay, so obviously like the little moments, the day to days. Um, we spent a lot of nights in the dome, and yes. like, uh, and I would say I still haven't been to a lot of them. These guys are nuts. Um, and like, uh, the Olympics was so much fun too. We were all watching the Olympics and working together mm-hmm. until we got shut down by the narcs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously in the day to day, like going to the gym and hanging yeah. out together. Yeah. Um, the number of like, w- it's crazy. Cause we'll go get dinner in Boston yeah. and then Sean's like, I'm going to navigate us back home. Yeah. And then we walk for two hours in Boston because yeah. he's obviously not navigating us purposely. Of course. Um, so that was great. One of my funniest memories of Sean from Maine was um, we were all a tiny bit intoxicated, went to bed. And um, I got Sean some water and he was drunk in bed. So I was like, oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch because I feel bad because he's clearly struggling and I've been in this position before. Yeah. And I'd, I want Sean to have a nice, comfortable sleep. So, you know, a good guy like that. Yeah. So I go sleep on the couch, and at 5.30 in the morning, I see this, like, you know, like, ghoul walk out, flipping on all the lights and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because, like, I've gotten no sleep and anything. And I see it's Sean, and then, like, in the morning, I'm like, why were you flipping the lights? And he's like, I was too scared to sleep alone. I was scared of ghosts. This was a king-size bed, mind you. It was way too dark. Okay, in my defense, it was way too dark. I was, um, I was slightly drunk so i'll get more paranoid than usual and like sumi left me alone to be like fend off the ghost myself and he, he like flipping like moved to the the couch and then like uh, did i go back to sleep on the couch or did i i think you literally went to the living room and then just like sat there for a little bit and i kept looking and i was like is this guy okay i don't think you remember what you did yeah. i think you just i don't even i think i think you went and like slept across the couch from me for like a little bit and i was like what the fuck are you doing like the yeah. bed is currently empty <laughs> no I, I remember like looking at you and then be like damn it so me sleeping i can't get him to come back to the bed with me <laughs> and then like, going upstairs and looking at Akira, knocking on everyone's yeah, bed like yeah, yeah. I, I saw everyone else sleeping like damn no one can come to this like come face this like dark room with me um, um another thing i've loved is I, i'll name our main restaurants but gone to ani sean and obviously we have to start with royal east <laughs> yes auntie i wish you all the best uh, i hope business will boom again soon uh, <laughs> or it was like a Malaysian restaurant that's new to us, and there's one per- there's one like auntie that like yeah yeah, go trip Sean into no yeah. <laughs> um so Royal East Koreana yeah, one time I- we went to New York for a week and she was like where were you guys why didn't you come oh so you don't like my restaurant anymore and I was like oh I'm so sorry Koreana which I think is Ani's personal favorite after after number three hot pot buffet <laughs> yeah yo you guys coming to you guys coming to Boston better listen to these recommendations this now. does not. This does not... The third one does not get my hot endorsement. Hot pot buffet. $31. All you can eat... All you can eat meat. All you can eat vegetables in a hot pot. And free stomach ache the next morning. Yeah, that comes 50% of the time. Uh, for Ani, for Ani never. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, those are some pretty. Uh, the North End trip with you and Ani was and Sue Chopping was just like yeah. super fun. Yeah. Um, Puerto Rico was insane. Yeah. Maine was also really really nice. Maine um, was, they broke yeah. a bench in Maine. That was pretty funny. I still yeah. remember that video. Yeah, I remember being very stressed about that the next day because I was like, "Let's get this Airbnb lady who scold me." Oh, actually, a lot of fun. Unfortunately, Ani wasn't here for this. But a lot of fun for Fourth of July too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. I was talking about it with David also, and just the whole scene of like red, white, and blue watermelon. Very, cakes, very American. Like yeah. Barbecues. We got a lot of good memories at our apartment. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just been super fun, and I think like it's crazy that the year is almost. We played Sloan volleyball together too. Yeah, I think the class is generally just pretty. Yeah, that's down. when you shot the high. You shot the high cue stuff, right? Oh yeah, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> Said it once. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. But it's uh yeah. Remember there was that one time we played basketball too and on he's like watch this pass and he passed yeah. it straight to the other team. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's in the class video. <laughs> that was sick. We've all done stupid shit. I've, I I mean before Ani brings it up, I peed in front of the dome. Oh, I desecrated the holy place. I not peed in front of the dome. I peed in the garden in front of the dome. And mm. Ani Ani's like, you know in the Adam and Eve story where that snake is like, eat the apple, eat the apple, eat the apple. Yeah. The first person to encourage me was like, you don't need to hold it in. It's fine. It was Ani. And the moment I did it, oh, you're desecrating the holy temple of knowledge. I was like, what is this? What is going on? And again, this is because I ate way too many oranges. There's a beautiful dome at oh MIT. Oh my god! That kids dream of when they're that young. That kids dream of when they're young that they're gonna go there and they're gonna study underneath the dome. What does Sumi do? Oh, we we can't confirm or deny this actually happened. So if the MIT legal it happened is, in the garden in front of it. No, no, we don't confirm or deny it actually happened. But if it happened, it would happen in the garden in front of the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was. Um, I mean, it's been it's been really fun. I think we go on a lot of walks, which is nice. Yeah. occasionally go across we've gone across the river yeah um and then you know walking down to that little harbor too that's a little down memorial very felipe's, very felipe's taqueria another place that people yeah go yeah to. oh felipe's was really fun yeah. you were at oh you weren't there ani keeps running away to new york because i don't know why he hates oh, the city if you, if you guys have listened to the podcast that came out a while ago with ani um the man has changed a lot since eight nine months ago yeah and now he's a big techno fan Ben, ben Boma, Ben Boma, um, and it's very weird. Okay, I'm going off topic now, but techno is a very weird genre of music. I liked it. It's like it's very like soothing. Feels like waves in your brain. It feels like waves in your brain, and then, like the waves are like there's no drop. It's always mm-hmm. just like you just keep vibing. It's like in that EDM or like hard style. You're like, oh, you're waiting for it, but there's no drop. It just yeah, keeps yeah. going. It's yeah. It's almost like you listen to the song because you're pissed off and it's like teasing you, and you're like, fuck me, I'm gonna listen to the rest of the song. Yeah. But yeah, was there anything else you wanted to like talk about in terms of like? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play podcast host now because I don't know if anyone else has ever done this. Mm. So I'm gonna turn the you know the Michael mm. Scott quote Michael uh, Michael Scott quote. Yeah. How the turntables, but I guess for you, Sean. Yes, yeah, me. Um, because this will probably be like one of the last podcasts you recorded at MIT. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are your favorite memories? But with the caveat of that pushed you out of your comfort zone or you think that you wouldn't have normally done that you were like oh this is something i did this year that i don't think i would have done if i hadn't been with this particular group of people damn 
list four plates is one of them. Um, I feel like the road trips and going to like Puerto Rico were definitely ones that pushed me. Not say out of my comfort zone, but just like your hike, your, your, hike, put, your hike uh, pushed me out of my comfort zone. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> 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 I made Sumi do a hike in Maine. Where it was a forty-five degree incline for like a thousand meters or something. Easy, easy, easy hike. They said easy. Um, also, I would like to point out the French in our program are not bad at anything. Yeah, they're from the Ecole Ecole Polytechnique. Ecole Polytechnique. Um, you know something I think that's uh, very interesting that you did was the spontaneous trips to SF in New York was something I think. Yeah. Hehe. <laughs> 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 yeah. More I, to come in later podcasts. More to come in later <laughs> podcasts, but. Yeah, I think, um, I guess, like, it was a lot of, the whole year was, like, being very cautious with regards to, like, the pandemic, of course, and, like, taking good care of that, but come, like, the tail end of it, it really felt like, let me just go and, like... I mean, you're live, still live pretty responsible, life. you know, we you got tested, yeah, yeah, you, you had your vaccine, your, you know, Pfizer vaccine, so... Yeah. It's not uh, like, um, I think your caps don't tell you a lot. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really thought about the question, but you're giving me very good answers to me. My capstone pushed me out of the comfort zone for sure. Because I worked with my partner, um, Stephanie, who went to Harvard before this and then also worked at BCG Consulting for four years. And so co- me compared to her, I, l- I look like an absolute clown. Um, but <laughs> I think <laughs> most people do. Um, <laughs> um, I learned a lot from that also and the Pfizer capstone. Um, all the trips have been very, very sweet. Um, I feel like somehow, like, the road trips, I wouldn't say, like, it was not in my comfort zone, a bit out of my comfort zone, but, like, it was just a lot of fun to, like, like be on the road and, like, like seeing... Um, a lot of the U.S. A lot of the U.S., like, upstate New York and climbing an you ice mountain. You have a few more years here on the other... You know, you gotta... So. I guess so, yeah. Gotta go to Yellowstone. Yeah. Have to go to, you know, the Sierra Nevadas. There's a lot of the country... Yeah. go to Atlanta, honestly, with Ani. Yeah. Georgia, well, Georgia has like some beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I think because of all the remote work, that one month in December when I was going around with like a couple other people, like st- staying in different states for like one week and moved to another state in the next week, like I feel like that was very, very memorable, and like almost like very meaningful because it felt like I was finally in the new country. Yeah, and like living, try getting new experiences. Um, yeah. Maybe that's my out of my comfort zone answer. Not bad. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Looking into the future, mm-hmm. Sean's going to be in SF. You're going to be in San Jose, Sumi. Yeah. Are there plans to stay in touch? Because Sumi, as many of you already may know, cannot drive. Is scared of public transport. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. The second one one is a lie. Can only walk from place to place. No, no, that is... I'm not scared of public transport. I'm scared of biking due to reasons I won't go into this podcast. Yes. Um, Not scared of public transport. I actually told Sean that if he was going to move to SF, I would have considered not living with the people I'm currently living with. Unfortunately, he took his sweet time to decide. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I mean, I definitely plan on seeing him. It's going to be unrealistic to be like, I can see you every weekend. Yeah. But the beauty of living 40 minutes away yeah. is I think that, um, you know, if he, like he's, anyone's obviously always welcome to my place. Yep. I plan on making at least, I'd say like annual to biannual trip to Cambridge because most of my friends are in California. So this is now my like, and yep. uh, Ani is now the official leader of MBAN HQ. Yeah. <laughs> like, fi- yeah. Which is kind of, which is kind of sick. We have a lot of, um, 
No, no. I mean, there's definitely. I plan on keeping our group chats alive and staying in touch. Of course. And uh, 40 minutes is not a long time. And I actually plan on being an SF like a decent bit myself. Mm-hmm. But Sean, come by. My apartment has a pool. Nice. Indoor yeah. basketball court too, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's my pride and joy that I managed to find an apartment with both. I mean, the moment you, if like you ever, whenever you drive up to San Francisco, I can take the BART to wherever you'll be. <laughs> you can walk. Um, you should come lift with me in, at my friend's place. <laughs> in the in the garage. Bro, it's his home. You know how good it looked last time? It's gotten way better. Yeah. He has like Olympic standing lifting racks now. It's yeah. insane. Like his name's Kyle. Put a ton of time into his gym. Kind yeah. of extended invite. Ask him, but he's a sweet okay. guy. He doesn't okay. mind. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to have Sean on the same like mm-hmm. forty minutes away. Yeah. Uh, I'll invite you to my house for me. You're not gonna be there for a while though. Yeah, I'll come late. Uh, you should, October. If you not. should come do Thanksgiving and like. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving. November, right? November. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, because some white people shit. I'll host Christmas this year. I can host Christmas. Yeah, I um, I'll yeah. have a kitchen. I can cook. I can do all that. That might be a little bit of a stretch. No, no, no. The only thing I've seen Sean cook in the last three months is mm. right before we went to Puerto Rico. He took a bunch of Indomie. <laughs> and cooked like a bag of broccoli and mixed the two of them together and that is the that is the entirety of what i've seen sean cooking yo the months. last two christmases i've cooked the the meals for my friends really yeah i cooked two turkeys one year yeah and it, it was good people ate it like it finished i was like wow um, we're coming oh by the way speaking of cooking sumi is a phenomenal chef i think uh sumi and i have had many intoxicated nights <laughs> We won't talk about what it was, mm-hmm. uh, but Sumi's made me some solid food. So uh, yeah. he follows everything to the T. Like he has a weighing scale, and if it says fifty grams of flour, there'll be exactly fifty grams of flour in his dish. Uh, but it always turns out well. So Sumi. Yeah, I guess we skipped over. But like, the funny part is when it comes to like baking. The reason I think I hate it is because I can't do it without eyeballing it. Right. But everything else is kind of loose. I still remember one of the meals I made, Sean, Rafael, and Ani was a t- burrito with chicken sausage a hash brown yeah was it cheese and it, it's crazy yeah and the green dragon hot sauce oh the green i got a new uh, bottle a actually green dragon hot sauce from trader joe's only yeah. the real ones know i yeah i look forward to trying like like i feel like i've had a lot of your late night snack foods i haven't had like the you had the pasta that's true. It's definitely no. I can I can make you some right now before we go to the gym. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, like uh, I'm not. A, I wouldn't say I'm a phenomenal chef. My definitely have better friends, but cooking's fun as hell. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I encourage everyone tries to get better at it. Yeah. It's definitely definitely very fun. But thank thanks for having me on, Sean. Yeah, we're coming out to the end. So I guess before we end anything, um, so we do you have anything you want to tell to tell the people? Yeah, uh, I hope to get Kuikochi to. 100,000 listeners daily. No, uh-huh. monthly, maybe. <laughs> Lofty dreams. It's been wonderful knowing uh, or continuing to know Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I made you transcend to the next realm there. It's okay. And uh, glad having Ani here for the first ever three-way on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations for your job, Sean. Thank you. We're all very proud of you. Congrats to you too, Zumi. Um, and I look forward to our celebratory dinner. Nobu, baby. Hi. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.